G'day everyone, it's Millie here from the Livestock Collective back with another episode on the Livestock Leaders podcast. Today we have brought in a special guest, Hannah Hayes, uh, but you might know her as Buffalo Bill from her Instagram account. Hannah, how are you today? I'm good, thanks Millie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for jumping on board. Hannah, we start each episode with the same question and that is what are three words you would use to describe yourself with? Those three words, I settled on creative and adventurous and then I wasn't too sure on a third, so I thought I should be honest and at times I can be a little bit dramatic. (laughs) Dramatic. That's actually good. We definitely haven't had that one on there before. Love the honesty. Thank you, Hannah. Now, you grew up on a station in the Northern Territory. Are you able to tell us a little bit more about that? So um, I first grew up closer to Catherine than to where we are now in a place called Carbine Park but for the past eight years we've been on Minoru Station. Love it out at Minoru. It's it's a lot of black soil and a lot of basalt and we have a river that's called the Minoru River that runs through so we get a heap of natural water which I love. Um, a few nice springs in there as well which is really good. Um, so we run Brahmins uh always have though we have a fair few a bit of a shorthorn mix in there still (laughs) and we also have a lot of feral buffalo that like to run around and cause havoc cause havoc they do i just want to start with your brahmins are they sold to live export trade yes they do go to live export um we always end up with a few that go to the meatworks but predominantly we try get them through live export shipped out through darwin and I'm thinking that they'd be easier to muster than the buffalo. Yes, most <laughs> majority of them. Majority, a few in there. So tell me about the buffalo. You said that they're they're feral. Um, do they cause some damage to the land? Yeah, so buffalo like to wallow and that causes damage to all the natural waterways because they're creating mud pretty much, (laughs) stopping the water's flow. And they also like to, they graze a lot in like the natural grasslands and because they create their wallows in the grasslands if there's water there, so they're ruining their native grasses and the waterways, causing a lot of damage to waterways. Yeah, so what, what are you doing to mitigate this? So we catch buffalo. Um, I'm sure of most people, well, some people have heard of uh, buffalo catching. So if you haven't heard of that, uh, it's where we get a modified vehicle. It's usually an old Toyota Land Cruiser of from various years and you cut it down and put armour on it and then you put a thing called an arm. So it's a mechanical arm that runs on a motor, a little winch motor, um, or some hydraulic actually now they're changing and it goes around the buffalo's neck and then once they're secured we put them on a truck take them to the yards quiet them down and then sell them so that's how we manage them the only other options sort of available to us would be to shoot them and that would be a huge waste so catching is the best option we can have Yeah, right. So tell me about, you've just explained that like it's no biggie, but watching your videos on social media, you are, they're literally galloping along and you've got to get up beside them and make sure that the arm goes around their neck. Tell me about that process because I'm thinking that 
you know, I started um, helping out on the farm when I was a little girl, but I'm thinking that my parents would have made sure that I was a little bit older and a little bit more responsible before I was let behind the wheel um, and actually catching buffalo. Is that the case? Yeah, sure was. I had to start out in the water trucks because buffalo love their water and when they're caught, they can see if it's hot, they can get a bit hot. So if you water them down, that calms them down and helps them. So I started driving the Toyota that had the water cart on the back. I wasn't allowed to jump straight behind the wheel. And then I had to drive the pickup truck for a while, um, which wasn't too bad, cruising around and loading them. And then I was allowed into a vehicle called a Hazer. So a Hazer doesn't usually have an arm on it and you're there to guide the animal towards the vehicle that has the arm so it's easier for them to catch it. Um, and then, yeah, it was like, oh, two, two years ago now, I think I was allowed to get in an arming, arming vehicle and give that a crack. And yeah. how's that going for you? Was that a bit of an adrenaline rush? Yeah, it definitely is. It's... um. It's pretty, it goes quite well when you've got a, like a nice, open, smooth flat to work with and you're used to working with the person you're catching with. Um, gets a bit hectic if you don't have such a big flat and you've got to go hard and fast and get them quickly. Sometimes that can get a bit stressful and go a bit wrong. So yeah, I can like imagine that. things would go wrong, could go wrong reasonably quickly, but you guys, um, like I'm thinking that your your family trained you and everyone who gets jumps on board has a bit of a safety procedure before you go. Has anything ever gone pretty wrong or, or you've been pretty okay? We've been pretty okay considering what could go wrong. Anyone who knows us or knows my brother will know that <laughs> or who's been out catching, he likes to take on a few very big trees. He's um, nosedived into a gully or two, but everything, there was a bit of damage to the vehicle, but not to him. So that was all good. But yeah, we usually have a few, a few hitting of trees and a few um, big hits in gullies that sneak up on you, but all going well, nobody hurt. That's a good scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I can agree with that. So tell me, how many do you catch a year and like what season? Uh, sort of varies from like the middle after first round and then we might do another hit after second round, um, depending on when there's a boat and when there's a good sail for them. Uh, if it's, yeah, obviously hard to catch when it's too wet. So if we have early rain or late rain, we won't be catching then. Yeah, so that's about it. We might do two hits a year. We usually do one in the middle of the year and sometimes another one at the end of the year, hopefully before it gets too hot. And... Uh, so end of last year, we caught 300 bulls for our last run. So it's usually around that two to 300 mark. Right. So you catch a few hundred a year. What does that look like in a day? Like how many can you catch in a, in a day? Sometimes you have really bad days where just every single vehicle wants to have an issue and wants to break down. You might bring the truck home with five animals. And then you can have a really good day. Everything goes smoothly. You can bring the truck home with 30 animals. So it's very, very much depending on how the day goes. And if the animals are there, if you're in the right spot at the right time and the helicopters can find them and bring them to you, that also is a big factor. Yeah, so you sort of know their behaviour and their, you know, where they generally like to be. Yeah, yeah. How do they interact with each other? Um, like, Are they lone animals, they hang out together or do they react pretty badly when you first put them on a truck together? What are they like? They surprisingly calm down on the truck pretty quick. It's usually any old um, big bulls 
that are used to being in charge and have their own little herd and area, they're usually the troublesome ones. Usually you don't get too many savage ones, which is good. But, uh, yeah, so they're, they, they're in their herd. The bull usually has their little mob of heifers and cows and the few mickeys might still be in there, but the mickeys will eventually get kicked out. So sometimes you'll run across a big group of five, six um, good mickeys that haven't grown fully into bulls yet, so they're still sticking together. Yeah, so if you get those mobs, like they're usually pretty fine. You water them on the truck, they'll settle down. It's really funny, actually. Like they might fight for a little bit, but they literally like line themselves up in the back of the truck. <laughs> Why? Oh, you don't know? I, I don't know. It just seems to happen. Like, yeah, you might have a few out of whack, but generally they're just lined up. Yeah, okay. And how long you water them down, how long do they have to stay on property before you can get rid of them? Uh, two weeks, I believe it is. Last time I checked, may have changed since then, but yeah, it's usually about two weeks. We'll feed them hay and have them in the yard so they get used to people and we'll let water out of a trough so they can wallow or put a sprinkler on them or put some shade up or something and they'll, yeah, get a bit used to being around and get used to you feeding them so they're not as um, not as hawky. Right, so they're very well looked after. Yes, yes. Oh, good. And then they jump on a ship. We actually had um, Ali Quintana on our previous episode chatting about a live export vessel that she was actually still on recording from, from Singapore. And that had some buffalo on it. And she was saying that they settle in um, very well on the ship. So that's good as well. Yeah, it surprises you how quickly they actually quieten down. Yeah, considering they're a feral animal. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's really crazy, but they do, which is awesome for us. Yeah. Were you a bit preoccupied with buffalo growing up? Like, how did you go about getting to the school or attending school? Uh, the first year I was at we I did school of the air, so I was still at home running around, and that's when I got to first drive the water carts So I was in and about watering them around and learning a bit about them, but that was a, sort of the first year, so that was like... I was 11 or 12 or so the first year I was sort of around them a fair bit and then I was at boarding school so it was school holidays um mum and dad would usually try and time a catching run if they could so my brother and I were there to help out yeah so then it was when I came back from boarding school in Toowoomba that we'd catch and I'd get amongst the buffalo again yeah good did you always look forward to that yeah it was always a bit of fun yeah well there's also the serious factor but it was a bit of fun especially if we had like some family friends coming out to help that would be good yeah get to show off your skills and responsibility that you had since quite a young age I don't know if you could call it that but (laughs) (laughs) Hannah you've since started social media so you started sharing on Instagram as Buffalo Bill and now you've got almost 8,000 followers I think what started that? Did you just start taking videos of what you get up to and found that people were actually pretty interested? Sort of. It was a bit of a roundabout um, thing that happened. So after the very first catching run we did, heaps of people had taken videos and photos and I think I bought mum's camera out, took them myself. And then, um, yeah, I, I think it was my dad, to be honest. Someone just randomly said, oh, you should put them together in a video and show everyone what what you're up to like the family and stuff and I was like oh yeah that'd be pretty cool so um 
little me got onto mum's computer and found some songs and put the photos and a few videos all together and um, showed the fam and stuff. And then it sort of became a bit of a tradition each year to get some, get whatever videos and photos people had taken and see what I could do with them um, just on iMovie on mum's computer. And it sort of expanded from there. Uh, and I ended up putting a few of those on YouTube and then it wasn't, I think it was the year, my first year out of school when I went home, when I was there a lot more to take photos and stuff that I was like, oh, maybe I should start a social media page. I'll just see how this goes, somewhere to put a few photos and stuff. Yeah, that's how it progressed. And all of a sudden your followers just started growing? Yeah, um, I, think it was, I think it was gradual. Yeah. Oh, no, I had a big hit. I can't remember who it was. It was something like Ringers from the Top End or someone else like that on Facebook or Instagram had shared one of my posts and then I know I got a big hit from that. It's a work in progress. It is a work in progress. I have been meaning to get onto that. But, yeah, just pretty gradual. I actually think I've lost a few followers recently, so I probably really should get onto posting. (laughs) Sorry, the content is incredible for anyone who has never been up there and hasn't experienced it make sure that you jump on buffalo bill Uh, it is awesome to see so Hannah what type of audience is it mainly people in agriculture like people from the top end that are following yeah mainly people from up there who are in the industry or people who want to go up there and be in the industry yeah well the footage is awesome I actually saw one of a buffalo running around the yard around the house is that common (laughs) a lot less common now that we've started catching but when we first the first couple years we were there it was it wasn't that big of a surprise if you had a couple wandering in or actually we've got a little herd of pet albino buffalo and when it gets dry they always come in and eat mum's plants so no it's not uncommon to have buffalo on the lawn (laughs) that just sounds like another world yep yep so they some of them even have blue eyes and a white nose like we've got maybe a herd of eight albinos and I reckon I reckon three or four of those have blue eyes yeah so when they're wieners we bring them on uh like into the lawn and we quiet them down um feed them up a bit and then send them back out to their little herd so their herd doesn't ever stray very far from the house they like to live in the wiener paddock not far away so they sort of just wander around wherever and yeah they've seemed to just made that little area their home and they chill out there oh how lovely I don't think many of our listeners will have grown up with albino buffalo as their pet of choice now Hannah when we spoke in Darwin um, after you did the livestock leaders workshop you're having a few conversations about how you know people from the outside might perceive some of your footage as as a bit confronting Um, like you know they're these massive animals with these massive horns and you're um, racing along beside them and we spoke about how we can explain you know what you have to do to make sure that you're looking after the land and the effort that you put into the animal welfare once you've actually caught them Is there any way you think you will eventually incorporate that um, and be able to speak about that more openly with maybe members of the public? I've definitely thought about it. I want to be able to do that when I've sort of got time to really invest in it because I know if I expand myself like that, I'm going to have to be able to explain myself very well so people do understand and it doesn't backfire on me. Um, But one day I would like to be able to show people that you know, 
we're not out to hurt the animals and we do love the animals we breed. And it's always in our best interest to keep them as healthy and as fit as we possibly can. Um, yeah, I'm just not sure how I would start that. It is a difficult conversation to have, but having chatted to you, um, I know you're thinking about it and, yeah, really looking forward to seeing what you come up with because I agree, like, it's something that's super interesting and I don't think that you guys should be at all ashamed of, of what you do to look after the land and animals on that beautiful part of the world that you were lucky enough to grow up on. Yeah, most definitely. One of the things I did just think of um, a big reason why if someone is listening to this and isn't sure why we would do this. Um, so like our primary income is our cattle and our buffalo um, impact that because they have absolutely no respect for fences. So uh, we can't keep most of our animals where they're supposed to be because once the buffalo wreck the fences and they find that hole, they can just wander off. And they also graze our better pastures. Um, buffalo can do really well on the not so great grasses, whereas cattle aren't so great at that. Yeah, so it better us to take the buffalo out of that environment so our cattle have more land to graze and so our fences can actually stay up and so they can stay where they're meant to be. And when you first got there, fences destroyed left, right and centre? Yeah, there was a bit on, on the fencing on the fencing side and especially because of um, all the natural water there too, all the floodgates were just in shambles. Hannah, you're actually in Queensland at the moment. We were just starting, chatting before we started recording. Are you looking forward to getting back up to the Territory? I can tell that you love it. Is that where you want to end up? Yeah, the Territory will always be home. I like, I love seeing different things, different operations, and it's nice. It's always good to see how other people do stuff and see what other ways are out there for stuff to be done. But I do love the NT and I do love home, and I do think I will end up there eventually. And perhaps get some more footage? Uh, if you don't have a passenger who can video for you or if I'm not broken down that day to jump in with people and video, it got pretty hard to get footage. So I need to go home for a run and say, dedicate myself to just taking photos and videos to get some content. I think I can speak for all of our listeners to say that it's so interesting uh, what you do and it's even cooler that you are sharing that and we're able to actually see it on the likes of Instagram. So well done, Hannah or Buffalo Bill. How did the, the Buffalo Bill name come about? We somehow decided to nickname my brother Buffalo Bill. I think he loves his catching and not that long ago, but we were just like, oh, you know, Buffalo Bill, ha, 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 because his name's Will, William, so Bill. And then when I was trying to think of a name for it, I was like, well, what more could you want? Oh, yeah. is he pretty chuffed to have a page dedicated to him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think deep down you might be like, yeah, that's after me. He's still one of the so... Oh, how sweet. Well, thank you, Hannah, for jumping on board. Uh, looking forward to hearing how your travels go in Queensland and getting all that new content up on Buffalo Bill. Thanks, Millie. As always, a massive thank you to our audience for listening. We are on Apple Podcasts now as well, not only Spotify. So we really appreciate all the reviews and the subscribers and can't wait to release another episode next month. Music.